Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Welcome back, our intergalactic travelers. <laughs> yes, wherever you are or wherever you're half are. <laughs> or wherever you want to go. <laughs> or you wherever you want to go. In our dimensional shifts, interdimensional walking, tripping light fantastic. Tripping the life fantastic. What does that mean? <laughs> song uh, that came out in the 60s that actually has great lyrics about dimensional space. But I'm the reality is that people move a lot more interdimensionally than they realize they do. And when you start meditating and practicing various different things, doing breath work, taking medicines for journeys, doing shamanic work. The reality is that people are moving more through dimensions than they realize that they are. They have more dimensional shifts. And I thought it'd be great to talk about that a bit. All right. Why don't you start us off? What what about dimensional shifts? Are you wanting to get the knowledge out? I think that one of the things that holds people back the most fundamental thing is that they're still not convinced that they're separate from their body. And of course, that's the first thing you do that's sort of interdimensional is your soul can be conscious and move out of your, it's still you and you can take your consciousness with you and you can do a tremendous amount when you're out of your body. And fundamentally that's the number one thing that holds people back they have difficulty they want to believe that but they have difficulty with that concept and then when it begins to happen it's very uncomfortable for them just because they can't believe that it's happening or they get scared or what are you talking about probably a little bit of both i think they don't believe it's happening because i mean the first thing about being able to really experience a lot of things i talk about often is that you've got to get the concept down not only get it but actually know it that you do have a soul that's independent can be independent from your body and can it's you going out there and doing whatever you want to do in the universe uh-huh and we're talking universe i mean it could it could be you know it's a big place very big place there are lots of options but in our everyday life, we, we do do shifts. And I mean, the number one place that most people start to feel a shift is in meditation. That's kind of the most basic dimensional shift that you'll start to feel. And usually about oh, maybe 20, 20 to 30 minutes into a meditation, people will start to make a dimensional shift. Feel like or... Well, can you tell if that's happening? You can tell that's happening because your your busy mind sort of stops. It just stops. And then you feel like you're dropping down. You're dropping in a straight line down. And then you're moving to the right. Okay. It's a very distinct feeling of, okay, I'm dropping. My mind's completely quiet. I'm dropping. And then there's this lateral move to usually to the right 
And when that happens to me, and then all of a sudden, everything's in Technicolor. I'm seeing a lot of color, purple, gold, whatever. And oftentimes I'll also have, start to have various different things, memories of past lives, visions, see angels. Because at that point, you've moved enough from this dimension into another dimension that you can access this more divine type of energy. Okay. Life goals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that's the problem with the meditations I've been doing. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The wrong direction or something. (laughs) I'm not dropping down. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you have to sit long enough uh, to get into the quiet place and then it happens. I mean, I've talked to dozens and dozens of people say, yeah, oh yeah, that always happens. Uh Uh-huh. So it's not just me. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a definite thing. And I think that once you're an experienced meditator, this can happen much quicker. Right. And it also you get used to the idea of that. And then you then when you're doing other things, you could be just sitting on a bluff looking at the ocean. And all of a sudden, you just feel yourself shift. And you're fine with it because you're like, oh, I know that. I've been there. Uh-huh. Because you're so, used to it. Yes, you're used to it. It's it's like being on a swing set. You, you've done this before. You move back and forth. No, no biggie. Is that kind of what it feels like? Like, a, you know, when you come back from the top of the swing set and your stomach like drops a little bit? <laughs> well, well, I haven't had that. Okay. Well, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, there are times, but not usually in meditation. Meditation is probably the most gentle of the dimensional shifts that you can make so if you can't harness that one the rest of my list is going to give <laughs> a little bit more challenging <laughs> okay but it's so it's a good idea to meditate so you get used to that that's one of the things you can get out of meditation is get used to moving from one dimension to the other while conscious and feel comfortable with it so what is what is this dropping feel like though? Like it feels dropping like, to the right. It feels like you're kind of like you're in an elevator, and all of a sudden you're moving down. It's not a for a long distance, but uh-huh. it feels like you're moving downward and then to the right. I don't know why that is. I've talked to other people to say, you know, you know, long term meditators. Do you have that? Oh yeah, sure. You know, everybody has that. You know, I don't know. Okay. After you do that or after I've done that, then I'm a lot more open to, like I said, access many things that I want to access. Uh huh. So when you start to do that, it's just, instead of getting nervous or feeling uneasy, you just go, oh, great. I'm finally there. You know, relax yeah. with it. Go with it. And also don't get too excited to throw yourself out of it. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that enough. So if that's the easiest thing on your list. (laughs) That's that's the easiest. And the next easiest, which maybe some people would think are easier, but for a lot of people it's not, is falling asleep and leaving your body. Okay. And this is what causes some people to have, you know, night terrors. And sometimes people have this thing of, I was flying, then I slam back into my body. I'm, you know, I suddenly fall and I wake up. But what they're really doing is they're, they went out of their body, they weren't comfortable, then they rushed back in so fast uh-huh. that they like hit the bed and they think they were falling. 
Right. And then you kind of wake up jolted awake. And an uncomfortable thing, like something, I don't know, bad sort of happened, although you know you're fine. But I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people have this concept that die that way. Like if you were awake when you like hit the ground or something. So I think a lot of people do wake up very scared that they're like, oh, my God, I felt like I was almost dying. Well, I think that's just fear. Yeah, just fear. You die from your soul returning to your body. And you weren't really any you weren't in any danger. What what you were is probably really stiffened up your whole body and really tense because again, you're not comfortable with the concept of your soul being out there flying about the universe. Uh huh. The only thing I'm uncomfortable about is the fact that my soul could be off doing something and I'm not conscious of what I'm doing. I'm like, that seems unfair to leave me behind. <laughs> well, you're conscious. Your, your soul is conscious. You're conscious. But when you come back, you don't remember it. Okay. So it's not that it's, you're, it's not like something out of control out there doing things and you'll never <laughs> why or what. Well, it kind of feels like I'll never know what, <laughs> what I'm doing when I'm asleep. But part of you knows, I mean, your soul knows, you know, your higher self knows what you're doing. Yeah. It, your it's your conscious self here on this planet in your bedroom that where the problem is it's not the problem with your soul being out there and doing strange things and not telling you about it (laughs) (laughs) it's like my soul sneaking out of bed at night and then it just wakes up in the morning you're like where have you been like i'm not telling (laughs) yeah it's not exactly like that (laughs) i guess some people might think of it that way but really it's not that (laughs) And I, I keep using the analogy, we're like icebergs. The, the amount of consciousness we have here is just the tiny tip of the iceberg. And we have this huge consciousness that does a lot of things and spends a lot of time in a spiritual realm doing mm-hmm. things that are important. And you block part of that because you're just, you don't have the concept or the willingness to see yourself in that role. So what would you recommend to be more comfortable with accepting that as like the role of our soul? Well, start to think about that possibility that maybe I really am intergalactic, uh, you know, interdimensional (laughs) traveler and it's okay. I'm willing to be okay with that. And I'm willing to be okay with remembering whatever parts available for me to remember Uh and start to get comfortable with the idea. When you say that in your mind and you come up with these things going, well, I don't think so, then wonder, then go through that and check that out. Why is that? What, what's, the, what's the problem with that? Mm-hmm. Listen up, angels. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, you know, then, of course, once you've got that down and you're fine with that and you have no problem making those transitions when you're asleep, then you can move on to the next one, which is leaving your body when you're awake yeah and that one sounds really cool to me yeah and and that can happen very naturally once you get used to the idea Mm -hmm. and i've had this happen many 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 times and once you get used to it it's you know it's like riding a bike flying with your soul body is not a problem and it's not scary and it's not dangerous Mm -hmm. where can you go well, I think you could probably go anywhere that your mind wants to take you, but mostly I think uh, you go where your 
angels are taking you. Uh huh. I think most of it is more guided. It's not a free for all where you can go anywhere. You can't just go to Russia and spy on the Russians or something like that. You go, <laughs> you go where your angels are guiding you to go. You mean we're being kidnapped? <laughs> no, you mean guided. <laughs> guided. <laughs> or think of it like being escorted by a bodyguard. You know, you 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 get you uh, you get your new car and your bodyguard goes, yeah, that's great, but you're not going to drive over 55 and you're not going to go anywhere except where I tell you you're going to drive. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a little bit more like that. Okay. And that's what makes it safe is that your angels are with you. Right. And generally, I mean, the way you learn that is, again, through mostly through meditation, but sometimes not. Sometimes you could be just sitting at the beach or something and you just feel yourself get lighter and start to move, you know, start to move up. Um, I've had that when I'm toning. I had that the other day, just laying in bed and I could just see myself just start to get light and flight and, and come out of my body and just be comfortable with it. You just say, okay, this is totally natural and this is totally okay. And the more you can do that, then the more mobility you'll have. So when you're flying out of your body, Mm -hmm. when you're awake, I imagine you would want to do it in a safe space because would you be able to move your body here on earth? Well, no, you're not going to be able to get up and walk around while you're soul traveling. You have to have your soul come back, but you can come back in an instant. Okay. No matter how far away you go, you can come back in an instant. Okay. Or pretty close to it. So, but it's, yeah, it's a good idea not to do it in a dangerous circumstance. You want to do it when you're driving or something like that, you know, but, uh, um, but you're not in any danger. Mm-hmm. it's not a dangerous thing the only only time it becomes dangerous is when there are people that have had a lot of very bad things happen to them and they've got so they've become so associated to being out of their body that they almost don't know how to be in their body it's more than just being a little bit out of body but they just don't want to be there at all so they're completely um identified with their soul body and and basically that gives them a profile of somebody we think is mentally insane and they wind up you know institutionalized but it's not from practicing going out of your body it's from somebody that's been psychologically or mentally damaged in a way that it's not comfortable for them to ever check in Mm -hmm. but but you're there's no if if you have the capacity to go out of your body then there's no danger there. Uh-huh. And you've gotten to the point point where you have that capacity. Uh-huh. And you're okay. Because we're mostly talking about dimensional shifts. With that kind of shift, is that, again, it starts with the dropping down and to the right? Not necessarily. A lot of times you're just, suddenly you're going. You're moving or you will make a very very quick transition so how would you initiate that or what would that feel like well the truth is a lot of times you don't and again you don't initiate it um 
it's something I think you probably have arranged with your angels and it sort of spontaneously happens because you're in the right space at the right time. Uh-huh. And that's the thing about a lot of this stuff. If you don't spend some time putting yourself in the, in an available space, it's very hard for it to happen. Uh-huh. So if you're not meditating or contemplating or in a shamanic circle or in a medium circle or doing something, then it's very hard to fit that in. Right. You have to have some availability. That's okay. So the next thing I have on my list is lucid dreams. Now, lucid dreams aren't dreams at all. Lucid dreams are like you were saying, you, you want to remember. Well, lucid dreams are when you have left your body while you were sleeping. And it could actually happen in a meditation too. And you have moved probably to the astral and you're wide awake. And when you are wide awake, you are in your soul body. That's, that's the part of you that is awake. And when you're moving about and you're talking to angels or masters or whatever you're doing, you're doing that telepathically from your soul body directly to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that transition, you're just suddenly, I've had many, many times when I'm just suddenly next to an angelic being talking to them. So I don't know how exactly how I got there. That part I don't remember, but then I'm there. I've talked about it before. Once I had a problem with my eye and all of a sudden I was walked into this office and there was this, so that was sort of like a prearranged uh, wizard doctor appointment on the astral. <laughs> <laughs> Got to show up for your 1030 appointment. And it worked. Uh, uh, I got up and I looked exactly where he said, and I think, yeah, what is that? I don't know what that is. And I took those things out of my eye and the problem with my eye cleared it up. Nice. So that would be an example of how that could work. That would be a lucid dream. They're obviously... I was very conscious for the whole thing. It was very vivid. I understood everything that was being said. I was talking to this angelic being and got the business done I was supposed to do. And then I was back. Okay. And I've had encounters like that at more than one time. I've had them several times with various different angelic beings at various different times. So that's definitely available to people. It's definitely available to you and anyone out there once they get comfortable with being lucid in their soul body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how does, again, like with these dimensional shifts, what do you recommend to be more comfortable with all of this? Well, before you go to sleep, you can, you can tell your angels that you just want to have help with being more relaxed when you're in a lucid state and you're really willing and wanting to start to remember anytime you are doing something in your soul body that, that is okay to remember you, uh-huh. you know, when you are in that lucid state, you want to now remember it. Uh-huh. And then I think you'll start to bring more and more of it back. Do you have any tips for when you do feel a shift in not freaking out or shutting down immediately. <laughs> breathe, breathe. Just, just think of breathing and relaxing and saying, I, you know, I'm totally okay. And I'm just going to breathe, relax. Yeah. And, and when I breathe and I'm relaxing, I think of dropping. 
Okay. Like kind of mentally preparing yourself for that. I don't know, just instinctively, but whenever I think of really relaxing, I think of just dropping down, you know, um, maybe that's because I'm used to doing that to shift dimensions, but just think of feeling your whole, your whole soul body, just relax and move down. I'm feel much better. Okay. You know, just think if I'm breathing, I'm totally okay. I'm just in my light or I'm in a tunnel of light and I'm just fine. Uh huh. Nothing to freak out about. This is just you being you. Unusual. It's unusual to you now. I mean, after a while, like none of that's unusual to me. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, then we'll just all be Abby normals. (laughs) Yes, we'll all be Abby normal. But there'll be more of you that party with each other. (laughs) (laughs) And you won't know you're Abby normal because you'll be like me. You'll think this isn't not this is not not normal. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Well, dimensional shift, which I've had have happen on several occasions, is either you become visible or the people around you become invisible. And when that happens, it's because you have shifted, but you've just shifted a little bit to a higher dimension. So that drops off a certain amount of people, you know, because people have all this different. They have these different. Um, dimensional vibrations and you can shift this just like through it's like you're going through layers or if you were walking through layers of curtains and at some point some things are visible on the other side and some things are visible on this side and I talk about I've mentioned that how I I was in a ayahuasca ceremony and I opened my eyes and there were only 12 people in the room there were 200 people in attendance but all of a sudden there were only 12 people yeah that would be really trippy it was very trippy. And I'm like, whoa, where did everybody go? You know, and one of the people that was there, he came up to me afterwards and said, where did everybody go? Yeah. Um, so he, they, the 12 of you were all kind of in the same space still. We were right where we were supposed to be in this big circle and everybody had their place. And and oddly enough, the, the people playing music, they were mostly there too. Um, but the all a lot of other people were gone they just weren't there and the guy came up to me afterwards and said where did we go and i said or where did they go and i said i think it's where we went i think interesting i think we shifted and we kind of left everybody behind did the rest of the 188 people were they able to see u12 I have no idea. No one mentioned anything like that. So I suspect maybe they didn't notice or didn't. I don't know because no one mentioned that. Okay. That's an unknown. Although I did have one time, which I also mentioned where I was at an altar and I just stopped thinking. And then later someone came up to me and said, I disappeared. And of course I never left anywhere. I was always right there and very conscious, but apparently I became invisible to them. So Everything looked the same to me. I didn't notice any change. I didn't feel like I did a dimensional shift. But three people in the rooms thought I disappeared. And they were pretty freaked about it. But Yeah, I mean, then you're talking actual superhero skills, Mom. (laughs) Well, no, not really. I think it's just a momentary um, dimensional shift. And the only thing that I can relate that to is I completely stopped thinking. I just... (laughs) to let go of any thinking 
and maybe when you stop thinking, things become more transparent. I don't know. But at any rate, it happens. And I'm telling people this not to make me, me sound like a, a superhero, but because this could happen to you. And don't be so freaky about it. It's okay. It's a kind of a natural thing. Um, <laughs> it's a natural <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's normal. Like, you know, no worries. You could just turn invisible or you disappear from the room. Okay. I, I was in Brazil and and I was right on the edge of a dimensional shift. And this lady said, oh, you look like you need help. I'll be right here with you. And the next second she disappeared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or I disappeared to her. I don't know. But she, I couldn't see her anymore. She was gone. I thought, well, that's really not helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that can be kind of become a kind of common thing. You know, things uh, really come and go. <laughs> I don't know if that's a common thing, but okay. <laughs> Well, and I think that's all sometimes when you're starting to see things too. The other thing that happens with other things on in these dimensions, it's it's like liquid. So you might see something like an exotic, weird animal on the astral and it's there. And a second later, it's not there. It's there wherever it is. But there's these layers, you know, like, like planes of glass. Mm-hmm. And you're seen through one, then you're not seen through one, then you're seen through four more, and there's something else, and then you're not. You're just moving back and forth, like through a corridor of layers, and you'll see various different things along those layers. And it seems like they're coming and going, but really you're coming and going. And it'll seem like they they exist and then they don't exist, but they always exist. It's just you're in a different place relative to being able to see them okay does that all make perfect sense kind of kind of okay so you know you kind of get used to that it, that's why things can appear like i see things come in my room and like i i don't know a whole bunch of lights or whatever lots of things show up in my room <laughs> and they're there and then they're not there sometimes they're there for 20 minutes sometimes they're gone whatever um and I think you. I'm just seeing things because I'm moving through layers. So it doesn't feel like anything when you're moving through layers. It's more just you're seeing through different layers. You don't feel so much like you're moving. Uh, the movement part of it is just, it gets so, it's so subtle that you don't really feel like it. It's not like you feel wind or, or, or any sense of movement. Okay. But the scenery around you can change very rapidly so if if you're in a room with 200 people and then they're gone well something shifted Mm -hmm. and most likely you shifted we were were doing it was interesting i was leading a meditation uh guided meditation and i just i don't know i had this idea to do this meditation a certain way and this was a group of people that i had been meditating with for years and we typically traded off different people leading the meditation So I said in the middle of the meditation, imagine a big gold crystal in the center of the room and then reach out and connect to that crystal. And as you connect to that crystal, you connect to each other and you connect to the divine and you connect to the light. It was kind of that kind of a theme. I talked about that a little bit and then we spent some time doing that. And then 
I opened my eyes and I didn't see half the people in the room. They weren't there. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Again, it's like not as many of us in present. And afterwards, when we started sharing about the meditation, there were about half a dozen people said, I didn't see the crystal. I couldn't imagine the crystal. And a couple people, there's one man in particular said, I could feel the crystal, but there was only like six of us. And mm -hmm. the people, I don't know where they went. They went away somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. You do kind of a dimensional shift and you don't really feel the movement per se, but it can on, on some levels, like looking through those planes of glass, you're looking and you don't, you don't, you're not seeing them because they're not in that particular plane. And I want people to understand these things as much as possible so that when it happens, they're not like freaky. Sometimes if something that like that happens the first time, you can get so freaky that you're just shut down for six months. And I don't want that to happen. Right. That's why I was asking, like, how do you, how do you get more comfortable when it's happening to not freak out? You trust me. <laughs> you go, well, I think sometimes when you get like initially scared or or shocked of something, like it's almost hard to recall the the knowledge of what you learn in the moment, you know, and then you can reflect on it later and be like, oh wait, like that was that. But like your initial instincts might not be to be calm. Well, that's true. And that comes with practice. And I got to admit, I mean, for years, it, it hasn't been that many years. Around the time right before you were born, I had so much stuff popping in and out and back and forth through walls and everything. I was just playing freaky and kind of jumpy. It was making my nervous system jumpy. Yeah. And, you know, and your dad would just shake his head and say, you were a crazy person, you know, and walk out of the room. But, uh, um, but it, <laughs> it was a lot of stuff. <laughs> You know, I'd be sitting watching TV or something and something flies by, you know, and <laughs> makes my popcorn go whoosh or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. It took a while for me to get so I was really calm. And it also took a while. You can you can calm some of this down by saying you want it calmer. And, I, and at that time, I wasn't really exactly clear the best ways to calm things down now i've got a lot more control on these things i know what i'm doing and you know i'm a i'm a more frequent flyer you could say <laughs> <laughs> so i suppose there are going to be times when you are going to get freaked out and if you do get freaked out and shut down you should know you haven't lost your abilities or you haven't lost your power or anything like that you've just freaked out and shut down and you'll get over it unless you really don't want to but you'll get over it okay so let's say we do get freaked out and shut down how what would you recommend to open back up to start doing these interdimensional shifts again uh probably the one of the easiest thing is just do deep breathing lay down on the floor or down on the blanket on the beach and just take long slow deep breaths and relax and allow yourself to be relaxed and allow yourself just to feel everything around you and then think about the experience and just think it's okay and if that happens again now i'm prepared and just get yourself in a i've had a few times when i've shut down and one time I went from seeing things really clearly, a lot of stuff, to nothing but 
pitch black for six months. I mean, it was really weird for me. I'm like, wow, is this how normal people are? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it was really weird. But I got over it. (laughs) How did it feel to be part of the normal for a little bit? (laughs) It was strange. Felt weird. Like those people are strange. (laughs) Not something I was used to, but it, it happened. So it's okay. But you get over it. You get over it. Okay. Or you so <laughs> <laughs> another dimensional shift that is can happen and it's a little bit more infrequent or, or you know it might be a little bit more unusual but there are times when you can be on the line between two very distinct dimensions and you're like right smack on the line so you're like seeing like you look to the left and you're seeing one thing and you look to the right and you're seeing another thing that can be kind of freaky. I've had this happen. And everything looks like, um, it's like everything isn't solid. It's like everything's made of water. Okay. Everything's made of shimmering water. And the shimmering water on this side is the kitchen. And the shimmering water on the other side is this mountain scene with strange animals running around. You know, and you're just kind of somehow you're just in between. And you're, you are really just experiencing both at the same time. I'm not exactly sure why that happens, but it has happened on more than one occasion to me. And it's, again, it's something you just have to go, okay, I must be on the edge of, it's like, you're almost, if you step to two doors that way, you're going to be where this other strange landscape is, or, you know, step this way and you're back in the kitchen, but that can happen. And again, not dangerous, but it can be kind of freaky it's a kind of freaky feeling Mm -hmm. and for me it even felt physically like it's colder on this side and it's warmer here in the kitchen and you know there's wind blowing here and there's not wind blowing on this side so it can be pretty intense okay it's not super common Uh, well probably none of this is super common (laughs) (laughs) but it does happen (laughs) Well, I don't know, like 20 minutes ago, you were telling us all this is normal. So. And, and, you know, if that happened, I would enjoy looking at the scenery because you might not ever see that place again. And who knows? It could be another planet. I don't know where it would be. There's these landscapes I've seen and I don't never seen them again. And I don't even know why I was looking at them then. You know, who knows? I certainly don't know why it happens, but uh, it, it can definitely happen. Where are your bodyguards to explain to you what's going on when that stuff happens well your angels are with you but whether or not you're gonna get them to explain to you that's the tricky part (laughs) (laughs) what happened to these chatty angels these funny (laughs) chatty angels huh (laughs) my my angels generally chat in two words at a time so (laughs) okay you know you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of explanation with things like that i think you just have to roll with it and uh but you do have protection they are with you yeah what are your angels two favorite words <laughs> i'm not gonna go down that road right now. okay <laughs> go back to what we're working on. no worries um anyway where were we okay so 
if something like that were to happen, of course, you can always just instantly say, I want to just be back 100% my body and you will be. Okay. You know, do you always have that option? You always have the opt out. I'm um, take a deep breath, come back into your body, close your eyes, open your eyes and you'll be back. That's good to know. You know, you're not stuck there. You're just ex- having the opportunity to experience something interdimensional that you haven't had a chance to experience before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so the next dimensional shift that I want to talk about is when you're, and it's, it'll feel like your physical body, but it's actually your soul body gets big or small or part of you can travel through space and time. What do you mean by that? Well, it's like you, you can, your entire body can come, become com- tiny, really tiny or really large. And but you'll so- like feel it like it's a physical tiny, yeah. like you'll fear, feel your intestines all shrink or something. <laughs> <laughs> you always come up with the weirdest. <laughs> I'm just, this is the stuff that I think about when you say these things, mom. It's like, what do you mean if you feel your body shrink? <laughs> okay. Well, like that one time in meditation, I, ca- I became really small and then I found myself sitting on this, like, you know, waxy waxy yellow stuff and and i couldn't figure out where i was and then i realized i was inside a daisy okay so i had gotten small enough to be inside a daisy i went got small there was a there was a psychic that in back in the 1900s she got small to the size of a molecule or an atom and went and described parts of the um the elemental table periodic table that were missing and she described it accurately by looking at the molecules while she was super tiny wow and she would get super tiny then she would while in that state dictate it in a trance state to her friend he wrote it all down and they found some of what she had found she had found like quarks and different things that they didn't even know about until fairly recently but she had described them back then by looking at them being super small so it's like that. You can become super small the, or big. You can become super big. But sometimes what happens, and it isn't that pleasant, part of you, like only part of you will be feel big or small. Like you might suddenly, and I've had this and I really didn't like the feeling at all. Like my arm or leg would get like super big, like Pillsbury door, Doughboy big. And the rest of me is normal. Or you're Again, totally be- normal. Yes. <laughs> well, no, not totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really weird and awkward feeling. It actually kind of made me feel nauseous when that happened. But I've had it happen many times. And finally, I guess I got over it. But because um, it hasn't happened for years and years. But there were there was a while that it was happening fairly often. And it was like, oh, I hate this. But you just suddenly puff up. You know, it feels like you puff up and you get big and you're actually getting used to this expansion and and diminishing ability of your soul to get big, small, whatever. Okay. And and that feels really freaky. I got to admit, at least for me, that was freaky. The other stuff is all seems normal. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little bit more uncomfortable. 
Did it seem more normal after you just had one part of your body shift the size? And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is really weird. That seems okay now. <laughs> just a change in perspective. Well, it didn't bother me when all of me gets big or small. But when part gets just like just an arm or a shoulder, my hand gets really big. That's weird. Although when my hand got really small, that didn't bother me. When you're doing psychic surgery, your hand or certain types of energetic healing your hand can get teeny tiny and one time my hand i looked at my hand it was only two inches the interesting thing is it also it's like my hand sort of became like a like a visual device and i put my hand and it felt like i was just sinking right into this person's body and i could see what was going on both energetically and physically inside their body and it, it was very cool in that way but it was weird seeing my hand so little and then when i was done it my hand went back to the regular size. So you could have that happen too. So just don't freak out. Don't freak out. Just a, another normal thing that's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> just another normal, Abby normal thing that could happen to you. Okay. And and one of the things that, that happened to me in Brazil that was part of this, this changing size, is that it kind of includes a lot of what we've been talking about, is when uh this uh, uh kaboko this indian spirit guide came to me and took me out of my body into my into my soul body and flew me across the forest and then we stood in a waterfall and then he said let's stretch and he stretched my whole soul body to the length of the entire waterfall and then the waterfall the water was just like running over us and then he took my hand and I got small back to regular size again and then flew back to the um, the meditation room where I was meditating. And this I wasn't on ayahuasca at that time. I was just sitting meditating when this happened. So, so see that when you get used to all these other stuff, then you can do things like that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. It was very cool. A lot was, of it sounds really cool. You know, that incorporates many of those things. You're out of your body, you're conscious, you're moving, uh, you know, through space and time. Then you're stretching the size of your soul back and forth and, you know, changing form and shape and you come back and all while you're conscious. So how do we get comfortable with it all? Bit by bit. Just bit by bit. Bit by bit. Baby steps, grasshopper baby steps yeah i mean part of why i'm doing this this podcast is to, to at least have it in your mind okay i've heard of that this might be that you know yeah. i might be having that happen it's not like i'm crazy or something you know there's this guy robert monroe and he just started he was a very conservative businessman i don't think he was that much into any spiritualism he might have been religious but and he wrote some books. I read some of his books. They were very interesting. But he just started going out of body and completely conscious. And, of course, the first thing he thought was he had a brain tumor. So he spent a lot of time and money having all kinds of medical tests to figure out what was wrong with his brain. And, of course, they didn't find anything. And it kept happening. And eventually he, he got with the program. That's why I want people to be aware all of this is kind of natural. And also, like, if your little kid says something like, you know, one of these things happened, you can say, oh, yeah, that's that's okay. That's natural. Yeah, like nothing to be freaked out about. 
nothing to be freaked out about. Another thing that can happen to you, it happened to me, but probably one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever gone through is you can actually step out of linear time and you're no longer in linear time. Okay. And that was very uncomfortable. When you're not in linear time, you can't tell, you no longer have any point of reference from when things have happened, when they're going to happen, or if they've happened, or are they happening now? Okay. It's just like you're in kind of a soup of every possibility, and there, there's no point of reference. The same spirit, Kaboko, that took me into the waterfall took me out of linear time for about uh, six hours, which I didn't know how long it was because I was out of time. <laughs> But I actually got, it not only was it upsetting for me, but it it just was, it was really hard on my nervous system. After a while, I just began to shake. I was just shaking all over. <laughs> um, and, you know, and even then, I didn't know, am I shaking or I'm going to be shaking or was I shaking? I'm not really sure what's going on here. I mean, what were you experiencing during those six hours? Well, trying to figure out what is going on and again everything i couldn't tell if everything i was thinking or think or experiencing had happened was going to happen is happening you can't tell the difference there's no point of reference uh i was there with machinia and finally some people just kind of took me to her and she said let's just put her to sleep hopefully (laughs) (laughs) take her and put her in a bed and put her to sleep and then maybe it'll be better later. And and that was really really uncomfortable, you know. And I I was in a lot like longer. You gotta explain this one more because I don't really understand what what you were going through. Well, okay, so you know, right now you know you're sitting there and it's whatever you know it's eleven ten minutes to eleven, and you're talking on the phone, uh-huh. but if. You didn't have that point of reference, so you don't know if it is 10 minutes to 11 or it was 10 minutes 11 or it's going to be 10 minutes 11 or that's all in your imagination. None of that is true and you may be talking on the phone or you were talking on the phone or you're going to be talking on the phone, but all you know is a phone in your consciousness and there's an action in your consciousness somewhere, but you're not sure if this is actually what's happening or something else is happening and you're not sure if you're being not sure in this moment. Okay. You know, it all becomes complete. It's like you're in a soup with no point of reference. So this wasn't in a meditation or anything. You were aware. No, completely conscious. I was walking around and people are going, what is wrong with her? And, you know, like I said, it was kind of attracting attention. I'm not exactly sure why, but finally some of the guardians and said, took me to machine and she looked at my energy and everything and said, well, put her to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, you just, I don't know. I guess they, you know, the angels, they wanted me to experience that. You can be out of time. You can be out of reference. And time is not necessarily, it's something that we have to keep us, you know, give us reference. You know, it's not the only possibility. There's a possibility of being out of time, outside of time. Okay. Not one I'd try to go experience again. (laughs) (laughs) 
if I never had that happen again, I would be fine. But if I did have it happen again, I'd know what was going on. Yeah. You know, and I'd probably still hate it, but you know. <laughs> but it's out there. Yeah. So here's another one that's kind of a weird thing. Um, and some people probably have experienced this and didn't even realize what happened, but and some people might have this going on in their house, but or sometimes people that are prone to accidents. If you have somebody that is pretty dark or pretty negative and has a lot of anger, they can create voids in space, but in otherwise solid parts of your house or places around you. Usually it'll happen inside a building because it's hard to have it happen outside. And you can fall into this space and get hurt. Now, I've had this, I've stepped into these voids twice. One time I fell and I really did get hurt. And it took me a while to recover. It's like you're stepping and you think you're going to step on the solid floor and it's not there. There's a void in the space. And this happens because of a, a kind of a super negativity that certain people have. So if you go into someone's house or something in there, or you're around, you have someone in your home that's super negative, sometimes they will randomly be creating these dark voids in space. And what can manifest out of that is that um, you'll have a lot of accidents in the home. You know, people like, I don't know what happened. I just, I stepped and there was like, it felt like nothing was solid. And it's because it's not solid. They, it literally <laughs> creates a kind of a void. So how do we get rid of that? Well, we have to address the negativity. Find the person that's spinning this up and address the negativity. It's just like the reason many people have darkness in their system is because they have left part of their soul behind and they have a void in their chakra. It seems like sometimes when they're very negative, they translate for short periods of time that void into some spot in the house not i don't think it's done consciously right well i and, hope not no and then you can step into it i was walking down this hallway and and uh, all of a sudden I, I felt like my foot sunk and there was nothing there and i fell uh-huh. but i was very conscious of that there was a void there. It was like I stepped into a, a non-spatial void in the otherwise solid house. And that's why I felt there was nothing for my foot to land on. And I, and I was consequently, I got hurt. So this is something that um, can happen. And it's something to look out for. I think if that was happening a lot, I would be smudging a lot, but I would also be looking to clean that up. Uh-huh. And one thing I, I just did the other day, which I really liked, talking about interdimensional things. I was thinking about how, how when the angels are talking to you or communicating to you, it, it comes like right from the center of your heart chakra. It's like there's this golden spot in the center of your heart chakra and they talk to you from there out. And it, it kind of goes boom, boom, boom. And you literally shakes you when they're talking. They're, they're, it, the sound comes from the center of your heart out. And I was thinking about that. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, this is an interesting concept. So I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to picture that center of my 
the very center of my heart, this little gold bead. And then I'm going to see it be the size of a grape. And then I'm going to see it grow to the size of a plum. And then I'm going to see it grow to the size of the orange and get golder and golder and golder. And then I'm going to go boom and send it out 360 in every direction. And when I did that, I could see gold streaks go through the entire house. Uh-huh. Like a, it's like a supercharged smudgy. Yeah, I mean, you have a pretty fascinating mind to be able to come up with that concept to, just to see an experiment in that way. Well, it worked really good and it like made everything. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> much faster than smudging and it worked better. So, I mean, if you were having something like that happen in your house, then I would do that. Okay. I would just like center energy in your heart, see, see it build, 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 and boom, send it out in every direction because i think that would solidify things uh-huh but if people have a kid a couple kids and one kid is always constantly falling and getting hurt and whatever look at the other kid you know or one or the other kids you know and check it out because they're one of them might be creating these little voids and i think it, then it causes people to get hurt and when and you might have sometimes people who have fallen think back and you might feel like suddenly things felt like they were not there or, you know it's not like you missed a step on the ladder or something it's like the step wasn't there mm -hmm. it's you're you're just hitting one of these little voids in space the one that i stepped into i think my sense of it was about maybe three feet square but it was enough to definitely you know cause a fall so that can happen again totally normal totally normal <laughs> okay sure mom <laughs> well when you do fall in one of these you're gonna go back and go oh, okay now i know what that was <laughs> well i hope that i never like am around people that are so negative that they're creating voids in space for one but if you have somebody who's friend or somebody's they're saying wow this one kid is constantly getting hurt he falls constantly he's you know I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's something going on in the house. Yeah. That he's being created. And, and it's it's here, it's here, and then it's there, and then it's someplace else. And so it's like a booby trap that you never know where it's going to be. But you can, you can heart smudge it out. How would you know if it's something like that or if the kid's just more out of body that they're not as coordinated and they're just tripping? You could talk to them. You might be able to find out, but you don't know for sure. But I, it's not natural to constantly begin hurt or constantly be having accidents. So whenever I see somebody having a lot of weird accidents, then I think there's something psychically wrong. Uh huh. And this is one of the things that can be psychically wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like the dark energy that that the void in this person's psyche, whoever it is, gets, gets displaced into the physical realm of the household for a short time, then probably goes back to them. And then it might be, they're trying to throw it off. And then, you know, at another time it's in another spot. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the other one, you know, and I have talked about that is that you could trade places with other beings that you go out of your body stand aside and then another being comes into your physical body 
And I've done this on many occasions. And how uncomfortable is that experience? Uh, Not at all for me. Um, Okay. You know, I mean, the the one time I did talk about, you know, when I had the cougar go into my body, (laughs) I was in a an ayahuasca ceremony. And uh, to be fair, a voice said to me, are you ready? And I said, of course I am. So I didn't ask <laughs> I didn't actually ask for what. Yeah. And uh so the next thing I knew I was out of my body and there was the uh spirit of a cougar in my body. And I was I remember sitting there going, Wow, this is really, really different. Um, yeah. But it wasn't uncomfortable and I didn't feel like I was in any danger or anything. Uh, it just was a very, very strange and weird thing to, to me. To And there's not much that's weird to me, but that was pretty strange and weird. And then it came out and I went back in my body and everybody around me looked like I was very strange. I don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then I've also had it happen with other like uh, guardian beings and angelic beings and you know, I've gone into a ball of light and had beans come in and do healings when I was in a full trance state. And it all felt very natural and comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a type of de- shift where you're not only you're not only shifting into another dimension, you're putting yourself into the care of an angelic being and saying, OK, I'm completely going to surrender and trust you and uh, let happens what happens. And. I, for one, would say that's all good should that opportunity come up. And the only thing you have to do then to to get there is to completely surrender and give up on all all your misgivings. And it becomes pretty simple. And that's not something you can necessarily prepare for or expect, but more when it's available to you could happen. Right. You can't say I'm going to have a being come into my body because it's kind of up to them. Uh Uh-huh. You know, this is something you cannot plan. You can make yourself available. Like you could be in a huge, like I was in Brazil and these huge mediumship works with, you know, 200, 300 people that were there for 12 hours practicing mediumship. And then that happened. But there were lots of people in the room that it didn't happen to. And there are other people in the room that it did happen to. So it's kind of really up to the individual angels and teachers on the astral that want to interface with you or not. Mm -hmm. And there are people that have been in those ceremonies for all of their lifetime and never had it happen. And there are people that have it happen all the time. That's the thing about mediumship. It's not something you can control. Mediumship is all about surrender and trust and trust and and i think for to a great degree most spirituality is all about surrender and trust okay anybody that's trying to control the process they're basically blocking the process okay when you want to expand your horizons expand your interdimensional travel expand your enlightenment then let go of your agenda and let go of the control and make yourself available. Okay. Easy peasy. Nothing to it. Nothing to it. (laughs) It's all normal. (laughs)
<laughs> Just another day in the life of, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Have a really great day. Try everything on the list in the same day. <laughs> that would be one very interesting day. Imagine calling your friends all of that. <laughs> what did you do today? Well, I had a cougar jump into my body. My hand got really small. I dropped down like an elevator. <laughs> Flew into another dimension. <laughs> got diagnosed by an angel. All in a day's work. All in a day's work. All right. You know, I had two friends that went to Brazil. They were deep in the heart of the Amazon. And they were walking along. And they said this very weird, like, creature. They didn't know. I mean, they said it looked like an alien. It was just this... It was on feet, had arms and legs, but it was all kind of gray and had kind of paddles for hands and weird things coming off where ears would be and these big eyes. And and it just kind of came along and started walking between them for a ways and then it disappeared. (laughs) And again, it's like they're probably, they had been in a big ceremony and they probably were just sort of on that edge of that dimension. And here along came this creature like I'm gonna walk along with them <laughs> they just said they just kept kind of looking at each other and trying not to do anything to upset it and just kept walking and then it went away <laughs> but it probably was wasn't even on the earth plane it was on another dimension and they were just between those planes of glass in between a little bit tripping the light fantastic Yeah, it's going to take me a while to wrap my head around a lot of what you just told us. (laughs) I'm sure everybody else got it in one. Yes, it's just me that's (laughs) slow. Thank you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) But if they have any questions... (laughs) If if anybody has questions for my mom that I did not ask today, please call in and have her clarify it for the rest of us. I know I can't be the only one that's confused today. And and maybe some, same experience they could tell us about. And if you've experienced it, tell us about it. If you love our podcast and want to help out, want to keep listening, Make sure to hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. Share it with your friends. Do all the things. And uh, we will have another episode out for you shortly. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.